It was quite uh, late in the evening, and I think I was the only person in the office. And uh, so all these flags popped and, and they showed and I was starting to get really excited and maybe even dance like in the office by myself. I was smiling excitedly and yeah, it was a really, really nice moment. This is Ophir Arpaz, a security researcher at Gardecore. Unlike some of our previous guests on My First Hack, Ophir didn't get into hacking when she was a teenager. She was already working in tech after studying computer science when she got curious about reverse engineering, the art of analyzing and deconstructing software to understand it. Her first hack was to reverse engineer the classic Windows game Minesweeper. Her goal was to force the program to put flags on all squares with mines as soon as the board shows up. This essentially makes it incredibly easy to beat the game. That exercise changed their life. This is Lorenzo Franceschi Bicchierai, and this is My First Hack, a series that details the origin stories of hackers and security researchers. Hi, Ophir. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks, Lorenzo. So yeah, I'm excited to uh, learn about your first hack. And I guess let's uh, let's get on it. You know, what was your first hack? So it was, I think, around three or even four years ago. Um, I was really starting to get interested in reverse engineering. And I had a good friend where I worked. And he kind of uh, mentored me through my way in reverse engineering. And he offered that I... Uh, try this challenge of hacking Minesweeper. And the goal was to to start the Minesweeper game and make it uh, print flags where there are mines right away, like without needing to actually play, but make Minesweeper display all the mines immediately. It was quite challenging for me (laughs) at first. Uh, It took me a lot of time and... I think probably a couple of weeks until eventually I I managed to do it, which was super exciting for me. Like, I think this was the first time I actually hacked something uh, from the real world and not some crack me exercise online or something like that. So I was really thrilled about succeeding. What did it mean to you to, you know, hack Minesweeper? Well, so as I just said, it was a real binary file. I mean, not not some not some exercise. It was a real game. It was old, I know, but uh, it was a real world file. So it was actually the first time I handled something that was more of a real world scenario and not something very like didactic. And I really remember like the moment when, when I managed to, to make Minesweeper print all these flags. It was quite uh, late in the evening, and I think I was the only person in the office. And uh, so all these flags popped, and, and they showed, and I was starting to get really excited and maybe even dance like in the office by myself. I was smiling excitedly and yeah, it was a really, really nice moment. Like actually I I was, I wrote about it immediately on Twitter. I wasn't that familiar with Twitter back then. And 
it really caught many people. I think many people were really interested in what I did for some reason. And uh, it made me realize that this was actually cool, like not just for me, but other people also think this is cool. It was a, a pure moment of joy for me. And it gave me a lot of motivation for the next challenges that I had, whether they were, you know, exercises for myself and my self-progress or actually projects of reverse engineering at work and malware analysis, et cetera. So this was a really nice start for me. So this was sort of a, was this a, like a little bit of a career uh, change? I know that you studied computer science, so obviously you're a techie, but um, yeah, how did you get interested in reverse engineering and, uh, and, you know, what happened next after you had Minesweeper? So actually I kept doing all sorts of uh, challenges and capture the flag exercises and some crack me's and other things that improved my skills in reversing. But I think the, the turning point was understanding that there's a whole community out there that will share my happiness and excitement when I succeed in doing things. And I think this was actually the moment where I, I actually started sharing my day-to-day successes and achievements with the rest of the community. So it was also a personal moment for me, but but also I had some understanding about how important it is for me to share what I do with other people and not keep it to myself. <laughs> you have released uh, reverse engineering trainings, so you've been very active in sorry sharing what you do and teaching others, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So... Back then, when I had this challenge for myself, I was actually planning a reverse engineering workshop in an event that I co-organized that was named a Security and Low-Level Celebration. It was part of a community that I participate in called Ba'ot. It's an Israeli community for female developers, data scientists, security researchers, and generally technologists. And I took on myself the challenge of teaching reverse engineering in this workshops event and I was struggling what to do as a like as a practical exercise as something more hands-on that that would be simply cool to watch and to do uh, for for the participants in my workshop and after succeeding myself in this Minesweeper hack I figured it would be a good idea to kind of integrate it into the workshop so the third and last part of the workshop was was this, was demonstrating how to hack Minesweeper. And I even had a follow-up challenge to give uh, the participants to change the timer, to make it run faster <laughs> in the game of UI. Yeah, so th- this was the last piece of a uh, puzzle in, in the workshop. And it was a really successful workshop, actually. Some... Some women were very thrilled to be able to do these things. I mean, reverse engineering is uh, perceived as something that's super, super hard, and not meant for anyone. Not everyone can do this. And I think my goal was sort of to prove this wrong. Hmm. To demystify this. Exactly. And after I saw how, how women enjoyed it, I thought it would be a nice idea to open source this thing. The, the workshop. So I took some time to 
upload all of its contents. And this is how Begin RE started my uh, online workshop for reverse engineering. I think what made it actually succeed is the fact that there was no other friendly resource to start learning reverse engineering with. There are many books, there are many blog posts. I think many of them are actually meant for more advanced audiences. I think Begin RE succeeded because it, it was first in its in its goals and purposes. And it sounded like it was approachable and like a good start for people that didn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it is actually. I still receive a lot of uh, messages on Twitter from people who start out and they find it very helpful. So I just keep it online because it is a good resource for people who want to join this domain and learn how to reverse engineer. Yeah, I think uh, I think cybersecurity is a very closed off community still. Um, it's relatively new and there's not a lot of uh, avenues for people to get in. So it sounds like you found a good way to share your knowledge and encourage others to join in. What is the advice that you would give someone who may be thinking about getting into reverse engineering or cybersecurity in general and break into the industry? I have a couple of uh, tips and uh, things that I believe in. One of them is to truly find what you're passionate about. I mean, reverse engineering challenges were this thing for me. They made me not sleep. I was super enthusiastic about finishing them. I mean, it, it really caught me. So I think people who want to, to enter cybersecurity should really try to find the thing that drives them and drives their motivation. Uh, another thing is community that I find really important. Without my community of female technologists, I wouldn't be where I am today and I wouldn't even teach that workshop uh, to begin with. So having this basis of support and people who drive you forward when you don't believe in yourself, this is super important, at least it was for me. Uh, and don't give up. I mean, I, I actually went through, after hacking Minesweeper, I also wrote a blog post about it. It's called uh, Put the Flags Out, How I Hacked Minesweeper. And I briefly went through it today to kind of recall the experience because it was a long time ago. And there's a picture there of a note that I put on my computer screen that reminded me every day not to give up because it truly took weeks, this silly challenge, but I needed something to remind me not to give up. I will defeat the computer and it's only a matter of uh, persistence, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think everyone needs this uh, sticky note with them, Mm -hmm. either physically or, uh, you know, mentally. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's definitely a good reminder. And is there anything else that you learned in that first exercise, first hack that you still apply every day in your day job now? Well, there is something I learned back then. My success in this challenge was, I mean, my solution was very, very cumbersome. (laughs) It was not elegant at all. (laughs) And the classic solution is is actually one line that you can uh, patch in the file that you can modify and the hack works. And Once again, my solution was not at all like that. 
it was really ugly. <laughs> but the lesson that I'm taking from that is that sometimes it's sufficient if it works, you know, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be super elegant. If it works, if it fits your needs, <laughs> then, then it's good enough. And you don't always have to look for the most elegant, clean, neat hack. I think this is this is the main lesson. But but I always aspire for for elegant solutions. So it's still something to keep in mind, but if you need something quick and dirty, then that's always a, an option, a good one. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um obsession in the in the industry on sophistication and you know all these kind of things and sometimes just the simple things work yeah you know on the on the other side you know on the offensive side uh, we see that all the time with fishing you know it's nothing special it's been done forever but it still works and that's just so we have to work around it and and understand that that's uh, you know that's a reality how did your career change and, and develop like what, what do you do now and you know can you tell our listeners how this first hack led to what you're doing now yeah so when i was uh, solving this minesweeper challenge i was dealing mostly with banking trojans and malware that injects itself to web applications and as time passed i found myself dive to the more low-level topics So after doing the web application malware, I moved to doing some more uh, low-level malware analysis. And actually recently, I'm trying to get more into vulnerability research and even uh, exploit development. Yeah, I think, I think my, my path is sort of going lower <laughs> in the abstraction, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I try to remind myself that it's it's always a matter of uh, persistence and surrounding yourself with people who can help you when you struggle. <laughs> like I, I obviously don't know anything about reverse engineering other than you know in an abs in abstract. Like how is it different to reverse engineer like a game like Minesweeper to reversing reversing some mal like a bank bank trojan or some other malware. Well, Minesweeper is very straightforward. When you open it with a disassembler program, one that helps you reverse engineer the, the file, you will see all the function names. Uh, everything will work. You will be able to see which function is called exactly from where and how many times. And everything is very straightforward. And with malware, uh, attackers often try to, to make this process this research process more difficult. They have all sorts of techniques to obfuscate the files that they build so that researchers like myself uh, wouldn't be able to, to understand how the malware operates easily. Uh, so it's very, very different. Also, Minesweeper is a pretty small piece of a binary file, but malware can be, can be very big depending on how much functionality it has so these are really two very different things but uh you know uh, you improve your skills with minesweeper and then <laughs> the skill remains when you do more complex things <laughs> yeah i imagine some of the techniques and concepts are the same it's just a different program well thanks for being here 
And yeah, thanks for sharing your, your story with us. It was a pleasure. Sure, it was a pleasure for me as well. Thank you for inviting me. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.